This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. It's been a disaster this season, and yeah, it's definitely a shock. This is an embarrassment. You are on the precipice of tying a century-year-old record, Gordon. A century-year-old. This team has been embarrassing over this losing streak. It, it, it started bad, it's gotten worse, and now it's in free fall. And, and look, if you ever wanted to, you know, a lot of people say, well, how is Brian Cashman, how is he safe? How is his name not getting thrown? If you wonder how someone can keep that job this long... I think today was a good example. He never took any direct blame. Nope. He never said, you know what? Everybody's got to do better, including me. It starts with me. There's no leadership there. This is ESPN New York Tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Go down fighting. You know, we are what our record says we are. There's still time on the clock for us to turn it around. On 98.7 ESPN. Gordon said it. Not only is there no leadership, but the leadership is deranged. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to stand Damer and Fagrasa on 9870 ESPN. Gordon, that's 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 wild. I just it's, come on, be honest. Can you be honest? Can you just be honest? It's over. No. We we it's a it's been a disastrous year. The numbers say we have no chance, but but you know, and, and it's and it, and it's bad and it's my fault. And, and and often you'll hear people defend various comments from the manager by saying, well, it does, it, it does him no good to hammer his team. The organization doesn't want him to rip guys. But it's some, what you're doing by just constantly fluffing them up, is, is that working? No. Has that worked? We've, we've now had a pretty consistent attempt at that. It's like six years. It didn't help. Gary Sanchez, it hasn't helped guys along the way that have struck. didn't help uh, uh, Joey Gallo. It mm-hmm. didn't help any of these guys that were here and were struggling. And, and now it's like you can't listen to these guys without almost spraining something in your head from rolling your eyes so hard. Yeah, and it's okay. And you know what it's, it's okay to do? It's okay to put the blame on yourself when you're management. I can understand you may not want to berate a player in the media or something of that nature, Gordon. I get it. That's today's athlete. I understand. But it's okay for you as management to say, hey, guess what? <laughs> I did a bad job. There's no there's no way around it. I screwed up. Well, I mean, uh, there was a couple of years ago now, but Brian Snitaker with the, the Braves, they had a, he had an issue with uh, Acuna, and mm-hmm. they had some sort of blow-up, and Acuna came at him, and he kind of came back at Acuna. And look uh, – it's kind of worked out okay there. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to rip guys, but can we just be honest? Yeah. Yeah. Without but this, this con, I see good things. I see positive things. There's still time to turn this around. We're in it to win it. No. Nobody believes you. No. This is ridiculous. This is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, Gordon, here's what Peter Alonzo had to say about reports that the Brewers was almost uh, making the deal for him. I love representing this this organization. I love being a Met. I love uh, representing the the city of New York the best way I possibly can. I love I love everybody in this clubhouse. I mean, it's I being a Met. It's the only it's the only thing I know. There's so many people here, not just like not just here in the big league clubhouse, but I came up with in the minor leagues that have had such a positive impact on on my career. So I mean, it's been phenomenal here so far. I mean, I don't I don't know what the future holds, but right now, like I'm a Met, and I, I love being a Met. It's it's and I, I take pride in 
uh, putting on the jersey every day and representing the city of New York. Gordon, you couldn't have answered it any better. Couldn't yeah, have answered lo- it any better. He, he loves it here, cause, and he wants to stay here because his owner right now, he pays people more than anybody else. But then again... His owner also pays people more than anybody else to play for somebody else. <laughs> that does, it does turn out that way sometimes. So, so Pete's like, sign me to the big deal, and then, you know. If it doesn't work out, I'll go someplace else, else but I got That's my money. As long as, I, as long as I get paid the same salary, we're good. And it I'll does, pack it, my own bags. It does make you wonder, though, if the, the comments by Scherzer – about how the Mets aren't really mm-hmm. going to contend next year. Mm-hmm. It's more like 2026. How does that timeline match up with where Pete's going to be at that point? You know, he's going to be 32 at that point. Now, mm-hmm. it might still be a productive player, but um, signing one-dimensional players to top-of-the-market deals generally doesn't turn out well. He might be the DH we've been talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You might have your DH by. He's going to be the Assuming DH. Assuming they haven't signed about. Vogel back to a long time. Oh, no, stop! Please, no more Vogel back. But uh, you know, that's the first thing I thought about Gordon when I heard the move. The other thing I thought about when I heard the, the possibility of the move is maybe they aren't thinking about being good in 2024, 2025. <laughs> maybe they aren't. Maybe they are looking closer to 2026. If you're going to start to move, you know, players that are productive like like Alonzo, because what you can't move Nemo, eight years. You can't no. move McNeil. You can't no. move Lindor, right? No. So you can still move Alonzo, and you get something back, and then you know you, you're you try to fiddle around and and be you know in the hunt for a third wild card, which would still quote, appease the fan base, end of quote, Gordon, right? Because you're, you know, it's postseason. Anything can happen once you get to the postseason. You get on a run. You get on the streak. You never know what could happen. So that's the other side of it. It made me wonder, you know, like you talk about Scherzer, made me wonder if what Scherzer was saying is ultimately true. They're not talking about being good for the next couple of years, being good as an elite. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we are not talking about Pete Alonzo's name next year at the trade deadline. It certainly feels yeah. that way. I agree. I feel like the Mets almost have kind of tipped their hand in terms of what their evaluation of Pete is and a project. And again, if you're signing into a con, it's not what he has done for you. It's not who he is. It's about mm-hmm. what he is going to do. And uh, that kind of projection with the numbers you're talking, if you're talking about the face of the franchise, a franchise that already has one guy who is signed for $34 million a year, another guy in center field who's a nice player but is signed mm-hmm. until 2028 or something ridiculous like that, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big nut you're talking about right there. Big no nut. No question about it. No question about it. Tom Ferducci on the Michael K Show. What should the Mets do with Alonzo? I think they should sign him to an extension, but I think that's easier said than done because, you know, Pete's going to wind up with, like, some historical power numbers. I mean, he's legit, say, 40 home run guy who can bat in the middle of the order. But with that, you get the lower batting average, lower on base, not great defensively, and projecting out a player of his size and skill set to, let's say, mid to late 30s, that's a dangerous buy. But you are buying power, and that's hard to find. And he's a homegrown home run hitter. I mean, that is very valuable in any market, especially in New York. So I think they might make a run at signing him to an extension. If the numbers just aren't there, I, I think, again, you put him on the market, see what you can get. You're not under any kind of urgency to move him. You go into next year with him. There's always another window to move a player, which is obviously the trade deadline next year. But I think in a best-case scenario, they re-sign this guy. 
Yeah, I, and, but it depends on what the years are going to be, Gordon. You said it earlier. Uh, the money is not – the money really, to me, is not the issue here. It's the years. It's the years. He's going to want eight, nine, ten years, Gordon. He's going to want – that's what he's going to want for his numbers. Yeah. Well, look, if money is no object, they can craft a deal that pays him more in the short term. He, he still gets the same amount of money, but he gets it in fewer years. Mm-hmm. And that's and what if, I would do with if, it. If that's what they want to do, they should get on that sooner rather than later. Next year should be one of those years. Yes, absolutely. That's the way to go. When we return, Gordon will talk a little football. Uh, a member of the Jets made some a surprising decision today. It was unexpected, or maybe it wasn't. We'll discuss it next. It's Hardesty and Damer in Fagrasso on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. My heart goes out to him and his family, and uh, we'll always support him with any decision he makes. We're always here if he needs us. Is this something where talks before he's, he's done done, or is he just taking an extended leave, and if he ever wants to come back, the door's open for you guys? Uh, you know, that, that's probably more for Corey to, uh, to ask. The door's always open if guys want to play football, but, uh, but that obviously is more for Corey. That's Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets, on Corey Davis's, shall we say, retirement with a question mark, Gordon, uh, because he he had been away from the team for a couple of weeks, I think, at least a couple of days for sure, and then today the announcement of his retirement. Now, Rich Samini was on the Michael K. Show, and Michael asked Rich why Davis made the decision to say bye-bye. I don't think there's anything nefarious going on here. I think he just wanted to retire. Well, technically he hasn't retired. He didn't use the word retirement in his statement. He said he's stepping away from football. So that always makes you wonder if the door is still open. Salah said that the door is always open for guys who want to play football. That's the way he phrased it. And, you know, actually I'd heard rumors during the offseason that Corey Davis was having these kind of thoughts. And so he shared those with some teammates. And so I don't think this was a sudden decision for him. And I think he just decided he's had enough, you know, at least for the time being. It's interesting, Gordon, because there's an old saying that when you start thinking about retirement, you already have, you already are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because that means, and, and it is interesting for him to wait this late. Uh, you know, they got one more preseason game. The season starts in two weeks for real. Uh, you know, obviously the thought process of did they try to make him redo his contract and that was the final straw to say, you know what, I'm out of here because that had been the rumor that had been floating around. I mean, Bart Scott on Barton Hahn had been talking about that for weeks. Well, you know, if they needed extra money, they could, you know, ask Corey Davis to restructure his contract. And then, you know, Santa Rogers came in and gave them $35 million. So <laughs> they didn't need to do it really for that situation. So it is kind of interesting. I guess it's just really a family situation, Gordon. Um, when when Salah st- started out the comment and say, my heart goes out to his family, then it makes me think that there's possibly an illness or something involved, but you can't read into anything. Yeah, well, I mean, Pro Football Talk has floated the idea that maybe the Jets are putting Davis uh, on that uh, retirement list in case they get a trade offer. Maybe there's some unhappiness there. There's still a lot to be – it doesn't seem like it's black and white, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like it's set in in stone the way he announced not his retirement but that he's stepping away 
from football, a guy who's, what, 28 years old? Yeah, 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, six seasons, that doesn't sound right outside of something, as you said, family-wise, illness-wise. So uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe this is a fair, if he's If he's content with it, well, good for him. Um, yeah, absolutely. But it's it, better it to feels go early like this still late. has – it feels like this has another chapter in this story somewhere. Yeah, there's something. It does feel like there's something missing. But I will say this, Gordon. Uh, players are starting to consider this, leaving this a little early, earlier and earlier of late. You're starting to notice where players are like, you know, with these concussions and mm-hmm. this, these type things. And, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, let me leave ahead. You know, let me yeah. leave a little bit ahead of, of, of the danger or, or bad injuries or situations like that. Yeah, uh, well, we've certainly seen it, it can change very quickly uh, with just one hit. So if that if that's on his mind and it has been on, he says he's been thinking about it for a while. If he's at peace with the decision, that's all that matters. Yep, that's for sure. That's for sure. Dan Graziano was over at Bart and Han, and he was asked, "Do the Jets have interest in, you know, Jason Peters for that offensive line?" Well, I think Jason Peters is trying to play. Like, he wants to play for somebody this year, and I think the Jets are very appealing. I have not heard anything to indicate Jets' interest in him, which is not to say that there won't be, but he's 41. You know, he got into 10 games for the Cowboys last year, and when you talk to the Cowboys, they will tell you he was helpful to have around. Like, he's not what he was. He's not going to come in and be your left tackle, and he's probably not going to be a full-season starter for you, but... My goodness, if you're having offensive line questions and, you know, some of your linemen are young and you're trying to teach Makai Becton how to play right tackle when he's always been a left tackle, I mean, there's a lot of value in having a guy with Jason Peters' resume. And if he can give you anything at all as a player, I think you have to look at it. It's also the kind of thing where everything they do is to make Aaron Rodgers happy, right? Like bringing in a veteran offensive lineman, mm. I think, at this stage of the offseason could only do that. Gordon. I appreciate that the Jets are doing their due diligence in trying to make sure they have enough offensive line depth. But, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but can we stop with the senior citizens tour for the offensive line? I mean, he's 42 years old. I mean, I, 41 years old, whatever he is. I mean, yeah. that's all right. We got, you know, we got we got a guy's thirty eight. We got Tomlinson who's older. I mean, what are we doing? It does. It does. Again, you want the organization to do all their due diligence, but if that's where we're at with a couple of weeks to go before the regular season, yeah, because it's a couple of weeks to go before the regular <laughs> season. That's why you're there. That's you're exactly right, Gordon. That's why this name is popped up because of that fact. It's late. This should have been done. And look, we, we keep talking about this over and over and over again. Hopefully, if you're a Jet fan, you're hoping that what you've seen from Becton, you can't you you can't depend on it. But for the moment, it's been it's been encouraging, and so that's what you want. Hopefully, the depth will will be there if something else happens on the line. But right now, Gordon, I think you have to go with what you have, and hope for the best, and coach them up as best you can. Hope that the running game will help slow down the rush, keep you out of – it means that for this offensive line to be successful, you can't be in second and third in long situations, Gordon. You have to be in third, second and third and manageable so this way you're not in a position where we're thinking, oh, my God, it's third and 15, they're coming, and we can't stop them. And if Jason Peters 
as Dan Graziano said there, you know, the Cowboys would tell you, oh, no, he really helped us last year, you know, given what he can do. Why didn't the Cowboys bring him back? Because he gave him what he could. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe. And he's 41. Yeah. And, and what he was is, Gordon, listen, in other words, you're paying for a glorified coach who you hope never plays. That's what you're paying for with him. So you want him, okay, here's what I need you to, all right, Makai, here's how you handle the right tackle. This is what you do. Here's some things I learned, stuff like that. Okay, I get that. But I can get that from a coach. Gordon, I saw Hard Knocks last night. I saw Damian Woody there. Damian Woody played on the left side, on the right side. Damian Woody could tell you the same thing. I don't have to pay and bring in Jason Peters to tell me how to do that. I got Damian, uh, Damian um, uh, you know, I got Damian there. I could have Willie Colon. I could call Willie Colon to come back and do that. I've got a bunch of offensive linemen. I could call I could call DeBrickashaw Ferguson and Nick Mango. I got a history of linemen that I could call to show him how to do this. I don't need a 41-year-old guy who who I'm hoping doesn't play to come in and play. I don't need that. No. And, and this just shows you what the options are. Like, like this is the top of the options list. A 41-year-old guy who was able yeah, to start one game for Dallas last year. Stop. So I, I was I saw a segment on NFL Network. Uh, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week, where they were talking about the Jets' offensive line. They're like, "Oh, do the Jets need to go get a guy?" I'm like, "Get a guy? Get what guy? There's no guys available. Where, no. where are you going to get these guys? Who who are these guys? Why don't you have them already?" Yeah, they're not available now. No, they're not available now. Ira's in Staten Island. Ira, you're next on 98.7. Hey, good evening, boys. How are you? Hey, Ira. So you know. So first of all, I, I really want to wish Corey Davis uh, well and the best, whatever's going on. But Gordon, I think you you nailed it, and Larry, you too. I think there's more to the story that's going to come out. Hopefully, it's uh, a lot more good than uh, you don't want anything bad. And uh, you, we, we, Jason Peters coming in as a 41 year old, <laughs> it, it, it's like okay, now you got a bunch of 20 year olds. You got Rogers at 30. Now at least you got almost every decade covered that could play. <laughs> But it, it's just listen. The way I look at it, what, there's going to be approximately what a thousand or twelve hundred players cut next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. If they could upgrade at depth at any position, whether it's offensive line, whether it's receiver, wherever wherever it might be, they'll pick somebody up. If they can't, they're going to roll with what they have, and that could, you got to keep your fingers crossed that whether it's the offensive line or the receiver group or whatever it might be. They stay as healthy as possible so you don't have to start going into your bag of tricks with the depth because that's where you could get yourself into trouble. No question about it, Ira. And and that's what – see, that's the biggest thing for me, Gordon, and thanks for the phone call, Ira. That's the biggest thing for me in looking at this Jet team. And it's really – it's not breaking news. It's, re it's really with every team. And I always say it. It's really about the the talent disparity between your backups and your starters at whatever the position is. Okay, that's the key. If you have a if you have a close to talent backup to your starter, you'll be pretty successful if that starter has to go out. All right. So, look, if you can upgrade at the, at the position, they will. They know, Gordon, they watch these guys every day. They know that they need some depth there because from experience, they were decimated from the O-line last year. All right. So they know they have to do a better job. But it's. It's the little things for me that I'm really looking for and, and to see how this team is going to handle them. And so for me, it is about personnel. Gordon, that's part of it because you have to learn from your mistakes. 
All right? And you made the mistake of not being totally prepared. Listen, you got enough running backs. Okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not in the Jonathan good. Taylor sweepstakes, that's no, for sure. Running back is good. You may now need to add some depth at receiver, all right, because while you weren't – while I don't know how much playing time Corey Davis was going to get, there was some conversation with the thing that you loved about him was his ability to block downfield. And so, you know, you may need another wide receiver that you can get as a blocker, a dual threat there. And you might need some size at the wide receiving core, Gordon, because now what? Alan Lazard is the tallest like, – is, is the only receiver you've got – wide receiver you've got that's only six feet. And so while, you know, I expect that you're going to be looking to get into the end zone outside the red zone, uh, it's nice to have – and I know you got a bunch of tight ends, believe me. But it's nice sometimes to have that taller receiver, Gordon, in, in the red zone where you can, you know, post up a little bit and, and, and you know, get that taller receiver over a smaller defender. Yeah, uh, look, it's uh, I'm sure the Jets, like every organization at this time of year, they're looking to to add whatever they can. But the group is kind of the group. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of hard to believe that the Jets are going to go through the entire season with a 38 year old Dwayne Brown on one side. Best case scenario, Dwayne mm-hmm. Brown on the left tackle and Makai Becton in the right tackle. And we're not going to talk about this anymore. It just seems kind of hard to believe with the question marks involving both players for different mm-hmm. reasons mm-hmm. that this is an issue that's, uh, wow, look at that. It, it all worked out in the end. <laughs> we all talked about this all preseason leading up to the season. And it, it, was a, it was a big nothing burger. It doesn't feel like that's the type of thing that's going to take place. No, I think we'll be talking about, uh, I see tight end help on the left and right side. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the, you know, or, wow, look at that. Six offensive linemen on this play. <laughs> That's what I think it might be. That might be the solution. We'll see what happens. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Larry, did you see that uh, our old buddy Sam Darnold Mm-hmm. was installed as the uh, number two quarterback with the 49ers. I did see that. So that now the, the talk is that Trey Lance is going to be maybe moved someplace else. And, and you talk about draft busts. Mm. You have to put, even though Trey Lance was the third pick in that draft, yeah. two things. A, they traded three number ones to be able to move up to that spot. Oof. Guy never really played. He got hurt, unfortunately. So that was a disaster there. This is the list of guys that immediately followed Trey Lance in that draft. This is not like, oh, well, they took this guy in the third round. They could have had him. No, Uh these are the guys that immediately followed Trey Lance. Uh Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Uh Jalen Waddell, Penny Sewell with the Lions, Uh J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, Devontae Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons, mm. Rashawn Slater, uh, Vera Tucker with the Jets. I mean, oh, <laughs> that wow. is a list of guys um, wow. who are a bunch of, if not pro bowlers, maybe all pros. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys mm. who have been pro bowlers. I don't know if anybody has been an all pro in that group. But, uh, I, I mean, you talk about young talent, especially Justin Fields. It looks like he's the, a real hot pick this year in, in fantasy because of the running aspect and another step forward. The Jets, obviously, with, with Zach Wilson, Ooh. have heard all, all those names before. But Ooh. now the Niners. Ooh. Yeah. And, and Trey, like, Zach Wilson 
came into a very difficult situation. He did. He did. Trey Lance, you would think that the 49ers, Mike Shanahan, or uh, Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. that's about as good a spot. That's kind of why I think that there's at least a possibility that Darnold, if he gets a chance to play in any games, might actually mm-hmm. have do something halfway decent because that's like quarterback nirvana. Yeah. And if yeah. Trey Lance isn't getting it done there in quarterback nirvana, I don't know where he's going to get it done. You know, um, I wonder if the uh, scouts who said on the on the specific teams, yeah, Zach Wilson's the guy. Hey, Trey Lance, oh, you got to move up to get this kid. You got to move up. Oh, he's he's a keeper. He's a keeper. Wonder what they're doing now. <laughs> yeah, that was always that was always a very weird pick. There was a lot of talk that day that they really that they were going to take Mac Jones, and then they mm-hmm. didn't take Mac Jones, and he's had his own issues with the uh, the Patriots, and Justin Fields kind of slipped away because when when originally we were looking at that draft because the Jets looked like they might get the first pick in Trevor Lawrence, right. At first, it was, was it going to be Zach Wilson or was it going to be Justin Fields? And then right, very quickly, exactly. it seemed like. Sure. But, but for Fields to drop all the way down to 11th and talk about an exciting player mm-hmm. who has yeah. not exactly fallen into a good situation himself. No, he hasn't. The he's, skill he's made the best there of it. Been rough. He's made the best of it. Yeah. You know, and you can see him, you can see him growing a little bit. It's, it's really crazy because you know how it is on draft time, Gordon, you know. Here's the hot guy. Well, well, mm-hmm. something has just come in, and now he's he's dropping like a rock. <laughs> you know, something, right. you know, well, something's happening. And then, then it's like our 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 teams, you know, that are interested. Are they putting out you know misinformation to make the make them drop so you, they can get them easier and stuff? You just wonder what is going on with this. But uh, that Trey Lance pick, and people were people were kind of high on him, Gordon. They thought you know, because of once again what you said, working in Nirvana. You yeah. can't get you can't get a the Shan, the Shanahan's are you know genius. They're quarterback whispers. All of them have the gift of whispering in the quarterback's ear, Gordon, and, and offensively, and and they're geniuses and everything. And then you just you see what happened to him, and now clearly they're ready to move on. Clearly, and and obviously Brock Purdy is number one, uh, which which further kills Trey Lance, right? Yeah, <laughs> Mister right. Relevant comes in yep. and you know immediately immediately makes an impact immediately but it's funny a lot of times a team takes a pick and it's like well who did you want them to take well if the Niners had taken basically any of the next 10 guys they'd have been great shape they would have been great picks yeah and they still had the quarterback because they had Brock Purdy Mm -hmm. as it turns out they still had the quarterback yeah crazy Jamie's in Jackson hey Jamie you're next on 98.7 hey guys Larry and Gordon, I, I can't tell you how much, how many times I've listened to you, the whole station, all the time. I love you, all of you. You're a wonderful group. Let me tell you, I, God, the, uh, your screener had me for five minutes arguing about uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Here's the thing. Stanton's got to go. Stanton's got to be, I said, designated for assignment. This thing, are you guys there? I can't yeah, hear. we're, we're here. listening. We got you, we're dude. listening. Oh, okay, you talk. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. What's up? Thank you. Sorry. So here, I know this is a, a really difficult decision. I listen to the Brian Cashman nonsense. Look, I don't hate Brian Cashman. I don't hate Aaron Aaron Boone. They, they're the the team is inept. They can't hit. I, you know, my mom, who's no longer alive, 
in 2018, she said to me, they can't hit. They can't hit. And Stanton can't hit anymore. He's done. So here's the thing. He's part of the – he's a major problem. I know they won't address that publicly. What a mistake. So here's the thing. What are they – are they going to keep Stanton there for the next five years? Are we going to watch him strike out 250 times and maybe hit a couple of jaggers, you know, uh, force a couple of those little short swings into, into left field? I mean, this is insane. He's done. And here's the issue. You see, when George Steinbrenner was around, look, he would he, he would spend the money. Hal's a different guy. Hal probably was annoyed with his father. Hey, you waste so much money. We need to be fiscally sound. But Jamie, so they, Hal, Jamie yes. they, 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 they've got the second highest payroll in baseball. He's spending the money. Yeah, They're just spending that, it on that, the wrong players. I know, but Dad, but you got to dump it. It doesn't matter what Cone should. What Cone did, he dumped. Uh, uh, the, the two, uh, uh, the, the, their two main pitchers in the, the year that they were still competing. Yes, they yeah, but see, Jamie, in but I don't, I don't know that how the Yankees. Yeah, Jamie, I don't know that Hal's going to do that. Thanks for the phone call and the kind words. I don't. How's not I, Gordon? And even I, and listen, I don't know that Cohen would do four years. I mean, Cohen's doing one year. Yeah, it's $118 million dollars over the next four years under my rough math. No, uh, he's not, not going to buy Nobody's eating. And that's not even including the, the rest of this year. Nobody, Nobody's eating that. Uh, he's right, though. This con- It's not going to get any better. No, it's uh, not. Uh, he's 33 years old. He got old even faster than we thought. I think everybody kind of assumed, and probably the Yankees, too, that 2026, 2027, that – He's probably not going to be a productive player at that at that age, but it got it, he got old fast. He has he had old man skills when you got him, and um, those guys don't generally tend to age well. Uh, and that's that is the problem here. It's not going to get any better. I'm sure at some point the Yankees will be forced to to just eat the salary, but it's not 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 yet. Not not this year. No. Not next year. Probably not even the year after that. Yeah, you have to wait a while. And, mm-hmm. you know, once again, they gambled. All right, yeah. they gambled. Listen, he's coming here. He's coming off an MVP season. We get a ring or two. If he's bad late, it doesn't matter. We got a, we, we brought him here to help us win the World Series. If we got a World Series ring, even one, Gordon, even one, Absolutely. We, don't, we don't care. Yep. That, that's the price you pay for winning. Okay, he, he's bad now. That's what happens. The original plan, I think, was to sign Otani. Otani said he didn't want to come here, so they looked at plan B. They didn't have to give up anything to get him. Basically, they just had to take on the contract. It was after 2017, so you got to within a game of the World Series. You're, and, you're adding the, the reigning MVP. Uh, so that was the – now, I was not in favor of the move. When the, the move first got mentioned, I said, absolutely not. Hard pa- I don't want any of these long-term contracts. They mm-hmm. age horribly. And this one has aged about as horribly as it – this is the worst-case scenario. Yeah. And they thought they were saving money because Bryce Harper would have wanted more money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they figured, well, you know, we got – he's going to want more money. So, in actuality, Stanton is cheaper than if we wait for Bryce right. Harper to sign him. Yeah, and even though Harper, the year before Harper. Yeah, even though Harper yeah. Gordon is a lefty who would have murdered the ball out of the ballpark.
I mean, between Harper and 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 Judge, I mean, the lefty righty combo there. Oh. It would have. He was a far more athletic player. He he could play. He he, he wasn't as hurt as much as, as Stanton was. I mean, it was. It was a thousand things, but um, th- you know they, they decided this is the move that's going to push us over the top, much like the Cole move. This is the move that's going to push us over the top, and you're right. If they had won a World Series somewhere along the lines, maybe it would have been easier to digest, but they never did, and it seems hard to believe that they ever will with this with him on the team. Well, they're certainly not getting closer. <laughs> we <laughs> no, say that. No, and you think about it. I mean, Verducci brought up a good point today. He was the reigning MVP when you got him. He has, in his time with the Yankees, he has gotten one MVP vote. That's it was like amazing. a 10th place vote in his first season. That's it. His skills diminished right away. He yeah, the, in, he, the amount of injuries the dude suffered. Oof. And it's cost him. Oh, it's yeah. It's cost him. That's why he can't run. Yeah, no, the, absolutely. The you can see it. He doesn't want to get hurt again. He's embar- yeah. He's probably embarrassed that he gets hurt as much as he is because he's yeah. a he's a physical specimen who, at he the is. age of, to thirty three, the amount of muscles that guy has. Oh. He traded them all in to be able to run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trade them all in. I mean, and and look, Gordon, think about this. Tonight, that's a nice play at third. Tonight, look at what Judge has been able to do. Okay, and you're Stanton, and you're just like. That used to be me. You know what I'm saying, yeah, Gordon? Yeah, and look, he's a muscle-bound guy, but yeah. he was like a good high school athlete. Yeah. He could dunk basketball. I mean, he it's not like he was a stiff that was just uh, – that that was the only thing he could do. But, boy, since he's gotten here outside of that first season where he stayed healthy, it's um, – It's been amazing. It has been – it's been shocking how bad that deal has turned out to be. He was a good athlete. It, it makes you, you – you think you're like – Maybe they shouldn't have just automatically made him a DH, Gordon. Maybe he should have put him in the field a little bit more. He seemed to always be better, you know, yeah. when he was in the field. I, but he's I gotten mean, hurt at least so a much. couple of more games. I can understand why they would be, right? Like we always sure. used to say, if you can just keep his bat in the lineup, that's the most important thing. Just keep yeah. it. He'll hit. Yeah. Um, so I can understand the hesitancy to play him in the outfield as much or, or more than they did because you just wanted to keep him healthy. But it's like uh, sometimes these guys just get hurt no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. Now, if he was in Atlanta, he wouldn't be hurt. No, of course not. And he be... wouldn't be rested oh, either. Oh, no, of course. No, of course. <laughs> what, do, what do those sabermetricians know that the Yankee sabermetricians don't know? How many they conversations? They know sabermetrics. <laughs> they know sabermetrics. <laughs> How many conversations, Gordon? Well, you know, DJ's got five for his last eight games, but he's resting today. Yeah. Uh, so what are we doing? Why are we doing that? It's no hot. We have these guys, and and what the Atlanta they, they they play every day, they play every day. Everybody plays every single day in Atlanta. It's weird, hot, cold, or, or what, or indifferent. And, and back in the day, and back in the day when they had Leo Mazzoni, one of his big things was he had the pitchers pitch regularly, more yeah. often, right? You yep. throw more, throw more. That's right. And those guys didn't. Now those guys were Hall of Fame pitchers, so maybe mm-hmm. they were unique, but. It worked out. I mean, the, the guys out. did not get hurt nearly as much as other people do, and, nope. and certainly not as much as guys do now. I mean, everybody's no. hurt all the time now. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm telling you, he posts you up down low, and he had this little, like, jump hook shot. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You see clearly now, Gordon, on this day after Brian Cashman spoke earlier today. Uh, Don't you see clearly? Don't you understand what happened this season? Yep. It's clear. 
Yeah, it's it's this completely surprising season. Nobody could have seen it coming that Nobody. after the disastrous second half that almost had you blow the largest division lead in the history of a, the most uh, storied organization in the history of baseball. Go down fighting. Uh, and then it. you get into the playoffs, you barely are able to beat the Guardians and then get just completely embarrassed by the Houston Astros, your longtime nemesis, mm-hmm. where you score, it felt like, zero runs in four games and get wiped away on your own field and then go into the offseason and don't make any changes to the offense whatsoever. Mm-mm. It is surprising that this year has turned out to be as bad as it is. It's a shock. It's a complete surprise. Oh, there's no question because, I mean, we got to the, we got to, you know, the, the ALCS, so why would we need to make changes? No, you don't need to make changes, even though the offense wasn't very good. Well, these things happen. Yeah, They're the pitchers. The main thing <laughs> is there's nobody at blame. There's nobody at fault, Larry. Nobody has to lose their job over this. It's No. Gordon, it's a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot. Everything's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. Yep, absolutely. Injuries are a crapshoot. The playoffs are a crapshoot. No, the injuries aren't a crapshoot. The injuries are... <laughs> A regularity. Yes. <laughs> they are. If you're if you're team. as good at craps as the Yankees are at injuries, man, you are a billionaire. You are Bezos. How about Severino tonight, Gordon? Huh? The the Nationals must be embarrassed because they are just getting <laughs> mowed down by this guy. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Uh, look for Severino. I I don't think he's going to be back next year. No. He's a free mm-hmm. agent. I don't think he can go down that road again. Um, I, I do kind of feel bad for. I mean, the guy. At least he's been honest. He, yeah, he's, he's been, been one guy who's like, I'm the worst pitcher in the sport right now. So yeah. it's good he's to see honest. him at least have something. I'm sure uh, after the game tonight, Brian, uh, uh, Aaron Boone will say, see, we're, we're not dead yet. We just have to get on a roll. I saw some good yeah. things from the lineup tonight. Judgey got going. Yeah. Judgey. Judgey always gets going. G. Where would you G, be without G Judgey? G needs some, some work still. G. Big, Big G. G. Big G. No, no, he's G. He, yeah. When he hits, he's Big G. <laughs> mm. He hasn't been Big G in a while here. No, he's just been, eh. he hasn't even been G, he's been eh. <laughs> 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 Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Larry, I hope you got a chuckle out of it. Gordon, I hope you didn't lose your lunch watching Cashman talk earlier. Uh. That should that should have been a, what, eight-second press conference? But it's been a disaster. All right, thank you. Um no more questions. That's all I needed to say. No, he needed to say more than that, Tommy, to be fair. <laughs> he needed to say more than that. I don't know if any of those words would have had any weight to him at all, though. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but he still needed to say whether they had weight or not. It was the right thing to do. The, been the right I thing think to what do. he needed to say was, uh, I take some responsibility for this, and uh, we didn't get that from him. No, like, nobody's, exactly. like you said, nobody's at fault. No, these things happen, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know it's only a six billion dollar organization. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah these, these things happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't know how many people have switched to Star Insurance either. So, <laughs> boy, that, those Star right Insurance people—they picked the perfect time, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. One time they, out yeah, of thirty go. years, the team stinks. <laughs> I don't know. I've been oh. with Progressive for like twelve years, so I, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly shopping around. Yeah, I don't. I mean, could you imagine? I'll bet you there's somebody Thanks, in the uh, star offices who decided to go with the Yankee jersey. That yeah. it's probably paying a higher price than anybody actually with the Yankees on this season. They might be looking for another insurance company right, too. Yeah, <laughs> they might be. They might be out the door somewhere. <laughs> they might be. Uh, Len is in Staten Island. What's up, Len? Hi guys. How are you? Hey, Just Len. want to tell you again how much I enjoy both of you collectively and individually. So. 
I wanted to talk about Stanton, but, you know, I'm the guy who called last week, and then, Larry, you said, well, Len, would you give up your season tickets? And yes. I said, remember, if they go, even if they go 0-162, I wouldn't, which is pretty much true. But you know what I wanted to explain to you guys? I've worked around Yankee Stadium. You know, like they kept moving. I have a pretty good seat at a relatively decent price. If I ever gave it up, I'll never get back there. Mm-hmm. Right? You follow what I'm saying? Yes. So that has something to do with it. You know, I'll never get that seat again. I give it up, I'm gone. I'm going to be back, you know, in a, in a bad seat, you know. But what I really wanted to call is that guy talked about Stanton. It's true. How come we never hear from Stanton? Like, you know, I got to adjust. I got to go the other way. I never hear, you know, like you used to interview the guys when they're in a slump. And they say, oh, yeah, you know, I got to maybe go to the other way or change my stance. It's like this guy keeps wailing away, and you never hear he's going to change anything. Cone said it. Cone said you keep throw, you keep swinging at that. They'll keep they'll keep throwing it. It's like there's no accountability for Stanton. You know, he's making all this money, and he, he, it's the same thing night after night after night. I don't understand. You know, Len. Uh, you know? Thanks for the phone call. It's an interesting point, and it, it I, I don't know where I heard it. So otherwise, I would give folks credit because I love giving folks credit, Gordon. Uh, but somebody was saying that the Yankee hitters just aren't listening to uh, any of the hitting coaches, that they don't believe in them. And so they're kind of on their own. You see them. I mean, he may not talk about changes, but Gordon, every time they go to the, to, to the shot of the uh, dugout, he's looking at some video of what he just did. You know, I don't know whether he's figured out what's going on with it or what he's what he's doing or what he's not doing. Just made a nice play in the outfield. But I don't know, you know, what he's doing or not doing. But, you know, there was somebody that indicated that they thought that, you know, some of these hitters just have lost faith in whatever the, whatever the coaching staff is telling them. Stanton doesn't seem to be the type of player, though, that has much variation in his game. It's see yeah. ball, hit ball as hard as you and, – and look, in terms of hitting the ball hard, that's a good barometer of, of, of success. Uh, he does, I think, still hit the ball hard. The problem is he's not hitting the ball very often. Yeah. And he keeps swinging at that outside junk that uh, he can't reach, and he looks terrible guessing. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it doesn't seem like it's – I, I will predict the future now, Larry, if I've not okay. done it already. Next spring training, we will hear yes. that Giancarlo Stanton is in the best shape of his life. He's due for a big year. Yes, he's, he's, done, he's done a different workout. Mm-hmm. It's much more about balance and flexibility. Uh, flexibility. Oh, yes, big flexibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to pay big dividends That's next right. year. He's going to play some more outfield. Oh, absolutely. You know? And, Who could have uh, seen that coming? That he would have been in so bad. I know. It, I it's think amazing. Most people, but you know, it's amazing. But you know, it's a you know, he's done some great stuff in the off season. Mm-hmm. That sounds like Aaron Boone is back. <laughs> Cleaned up his diet, maybe. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because when Clappish came out of that ar- with that article like a month ago now, mm-hmm. that there's going to be somebody that's going to have to pay for this. It yeah. seemed like the, the the natural reaction of Yankee fan. Well, it's going to be Boone. Boone's gone. Boone's out yeah. of here. Mm-hmm. He didn't necessarily say that though. He didn't say no. it's a it's an absolute guarantee. Aaron Boone is being fired. Mm-hmm. But us Yankee fans, I mean, can't you? I, I'm just waiting for it. Yeah, I'm just waiting for it but, after uh, the season. The gang is back. We're, we're running it back. I mean, right. it worked out so well last year with the offense. Why wouldn't we do it with the front office and the manager? 
Who could have seen this? Who that's could have why, That's why you wouldn't do it with the front office in the middle. You would think. Somebody's going to pay. Ne- yeah, go Larry. Ahead. I hate to say this. Somebody's going to pay. Often wrong, but never in doubt.